This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento, 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 Sacramento. Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. Welcome to Lost in America, episode 72. My name's Turner Sparks in Suzhou, China. Wow, you've come home. My name is Michael Kaplan here in the great Long Island City, New York. On the podcast today, we have our old friend, Andrea Jones. Excuse me, she's young. She's young, but she's been our friend for a long time. Andrea. She's going to get very upset with you. Andrea Jones Roy is back on the podcast we're talking about North Korea. She has an article, 538.com. But before we get to all of that, Kaplan. Yes. <laughs> I was before just, we get to North Korea. Before we get to North Korea, I want to wrap up my tour. My tour is completely over, and now I'm done with it. I was Last week, I think we were recording in advance. This week, I've actually done it all. The, t- the whole month is over. Shanghai, I'm happy to say, we sold out my live recording. Completely sold out show, Cap. Oh, good job for the fans. Thank you to the fans for coming out. Thank you. I didn't have to pump in uh, audio laugh tracks to the the club, which I was was concerned about, Cap. I thought I was going to have to put in fake laugh tracks to pretend like people were laughing at me. Luckily, I didn't. You're too modest. You knew that wasn't going to be a thing. You're the king of China. I, I wasn't sure. You never know. What I did find out is Joe Schaefer actually is the king of China. There were people in the front row, multiple. Well, no, I don't know. Multiple, there were d- definitely people in the front row who were there specifically because they had heard, they'd seen Joe Schaefer. And like, he's a star out here. Apparently they seen him in YouTube videos. Was he, was he opening for you? No, they just thought I might know him. Oh, 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 wow. Wow. Yeah. You're, uh, you're getting his leftovers. Exactly. <laughs> I get the runoff, the, the Joe Schaefer runoff. Fans. <laughs> Congratulations. He's, hey, he done a live album? He hasn't done anything. He's done a couple uh, oh my God, couple well. sketchy videos, and all of a sudden he's a star. <laughs> so uh, Yeah, yeah. it's all about YouTube. It's all about YouTube. So thank you. That That's going to be out soon. That That's in the editing. That's in post-production right now, as we say in the biz, as we say in Hollywood, that at live album. So that's going to be coming out soon. There. And then I went up to Beijing and uh, did a great show with those guys. Shout out to Comedy Club. China up in Beijing, David Fertitta and Nigel Two and the gang up there, and I'm done. Cap. 
How you doing? Yeah, you're about, now you're about to celebrate uh, Chinese New Year, which we, we just did our Chinese New Year podcast, but now you're actually in China. Are you, you're about to partake. Is it, is it starting like tonight? Is this tonight or tomorrow? Well, it actually started last night for us. We, went, we had a double shot. We went to um, a, a Valentine's Day and dinner with Uncle Bobo, if you remember from last year's podcast. Uncle Bobo. Everyone remembers Uncle Bobo. Everyone remembers Uncle Bobo. That gets pretty boozy. But I mean, because of my back injury, I'm off. I'm, I'm, I'm playing hurt. This back injury. So you, uh, you, I was gonna say, have you, did you feel ready to drink with these people, or you're just, you're just laying it with this back injury bullshit? I have back injury bullshit, and here's a billion dollar idea. I went to get a hundred dollars, a hundred dollars at the hospital. I got a doctor's visit, I got a, a, a X-ray, and I got an MRI for a hundred dollars total. And it turns out I slipped a disc in my back, so that's an update. Oh, so you got this diagnosis? You never went to the hospital in America. You went to the hospital in China. Yeah, because why? It would be thousands of dollars. Now that I got, remember they booted me out of Obamacare oh, last year? This is a lot of stories <laughs> coming together, but I got booted out of Obamacare a year ago. Yeah. And, and so now I got to come to China. But it's for the flight plus the hotel plus the doctor's visit, I think it's still cheaper than just getting an MRI in New York City. Well, that's very uh, Michael Moore of you. Nice, nice work. <laughs> I also, well, I am it's Michael so, Moore. Yeah. Because I just went to a buffet downstairs and ate like 10 meals too, so. Yeah, that's, there's, your, there's your back problem. I get diagnosed right there. Got to eat better. <laughs> is that what enough, it is? Enough with the 7-Eleven and the, yeah. So, uh, well, you know, we're celebrating the Chinese New Year here. Teddy's off from school tomorrow. It's Chinese New Year. What and, it, yeah, they're does, off in New York City. Does, I didn't realize this this whole time. We did a whole podcast and everything. I didn't realize they're off for the Chinese New Year for one day. Wait, Teddy, does he go to school in Chinatown? He got off school for Chinese New Year? Yeah. New York Public Schools, uh, it says in the calendar, no school. And it's home, and he's first, he's like, I don't have to do homework, just no school. Like, what are you talking about? No school's next week, President's Week. Then he's like, no, there's no school. I look on the thing. He's right. Like, I was going to bring him to school tomorrow, by the way. I didn't even know. Uh, and um, he's right. It says, lunar, it says lunar holiday, New Year. Lunar New Year holiday. That's what it says. That's, that means Chinese New Year, right? Yeah, that's what that <laughs> that's is. Lunar no, I, can t- I was asking yeah. Ye. They don't want to tell people it's Chinese New Year. I don't know. They just would want to use code. But anyway, that's every, every faith gets one holiday in the New York system. So there's your Chinese one. Here's what it is, Cap. It's, I was talking with Yeya. It's the politically correct way to say Chinese New Year. Because you're not allowed to say Chinese New Year anymore because more countries than only China celebrate. Like, it's also in Singapore and Vietnam. So you have to say Lunar oh, really? New Year. Yeah, it's like you can't say yeah, Merry, we are like Merry Christmas. Even when we're not trying, even when we're trying to be multicultural on our podcast, we somehow are offensive. So our <laughs> yeah. whole episode last week was kind of offensive. So you're telling me. <laughs> Cap, it's the war on Chinese New Year. That's what it is. It is the war on Chinese New Year. You know, because, like, obviously the reason they're off, because they're not off for every single religious thing. They're off for a Jewish holiday. They're off for a Muslim holiday. They're off for Christmas. So, obviously, Chinese is a big community. Uh, that's the reason they're off. They're not off because it's Vietnamese New Year. I mean, that <laughs> no. would be, you know, guy. I mean, that would, you oh, know. Wow. The, 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 it, Cap, imagine the letters so, yeah. we're going to get based off of this podcast from our Vietnamese uh, audience. Hey, I've been, I'm, I'm, I'm getting further along in that Ken Burns documentary, and I, I, I'll bring the letters on. I'm very upset with those people. They're going to be very <laughs> unhappy with us. Speaking of China. Yes. Ready for this? We have a new sponsor. Whoa, I didn't know that was that. I thought you were speaking of China. I, I know a great new Chinese place to try. Well, look at that. No. New sponsor. What is it? Okay. Hello Chinese is the sponsor. It's an app. You can get it in the App Store. You can get it on Google Play, Kaplan. It's the ranked number one for Chinese learning on Google Play and in the App Store for Mandarin beginners. It's featured in over 70 countries by Apple's new apps. 
we love. So it's an app for learning Chinese. I'm going to get it. Cap, we both get it for free. So you got to get so we can talk about it. So I'm getting on it right away. Oh, my God. So I have to teach, learn Mandarin. Well, and more importantly, I have to teach my kids Mandarin so I, I could be just like Ivanka Trump. I was going to say, you get Teddy on it. You get Ruby on it. Hello, Chinese. Yeah, then if they ever meet the Trump kids, they got something to talk to them about. They can talk to them in their own special language. Yeah, exactly. And it's called Chinese. I I don't know if it's their own special language. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, it's called Lunar New Year. It's called Lunar Year. Am I going to lose our sponsor already? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, possibly. I'm going to wish them a happy Lunar New Year. So here's what you learn on the app. Learn to have real-life practical conversations quickly. Gain cultural insight behind the language. Gain the confidence and skills to speak like a native, Kaplan. They have training games. Mm. It looks fun, actually. I'm, pretty, I'm into it. Um, you can, and here's the best part. If you use our promo code LOST, L-O-S-T, you get 15% off. The premium app and uh, the regular app. Ooh. 15% off. L-O-S-T. And guess what else? A portion of whatever you spend comes back to us. Supporting the pod. Give it a shot, man. Everyone wants to learn Chinese. At least learn a little bit. And this is the quickest, best way to do it. So get it on Google Play. Get it in the app yeah, store. At least goes to it to learn a few a few curse words or something. Just you know, the basics. And how Start legit with the are basics we? And learn the whole language. How legit are we that we have a What's big that? time sponsor now? Yeah, I'm like I don't think I was ready for this. We really now I'm now I'm getting a little nervous. I'm like this is like a real thing now. Now it's episode seventy two. I was yeah. Um, the, this is this is when he make this is when we became big time. Remember, I'm gonna remember this. Write in the journal. Write it in the journal. Also. Amazon, you can still go, oh, wait, wait, last, back to Hello Chinese. We're going to have that banner. That banner is going to be at lostinamericapod.com. So if you go to Lost America Pod, look for the banner, the Hello Chinese banner. It's going to be very obvious, much more obvious than Amazon. And then Wait, has um, Bezos, Bezos approved this? Is he okay with us putting another banner on the website? F Bezos. Whatever. He makes enough money on his own. But if you're still on Amazon, you can still do that. That's still on our, that's still on our website, <laughs> too. We're selling out to everybody. Yeah, just- do all of your shopping on our website. Exactly. But for real, get the Hello Chinese app. Um, I'm fired up about it. I'm going to get my Chinese better because here's the thing. I'm here in Suzhou, and uh, I've already gotten some comments that my Chinese is slipping because I've been gone for a year and a half. You're rusty. A little rusty, rusty with the... So we're wow. doing it. All right. You can't go home get... again. You can't go home again, as they say. All right, Cap, let's get to Austin America. Yeah. Let's play the music. Play the music. We're both. Yeah. This is the first time ever, I think, that we're both lost in America. Yeah, we've got a double, double lost, right? Yeah, and here's the reason why. Someone alerted you, I believe, you told me, there is a fake Lost in America podcast that just started. Yeah, a fake, fake news. We've been, I, I told someone about the podcast, and she's tried to listen, and she's like, when are you going to be on this podcast? When are they going to get to you? I'm like, what are you talking about? There's another Lost in America. This is ridiculous. On iTunes. On iTunes? Yeah. It's co- it just started. It's three episodes in. I, mean, I don't want to promote them, but... Yeah, I mean, three episodes. They've already jumped the shark by episode three. We know that. They're but. over. There were 72 episodes in. There's three. The minute... The le- so, and this is real. You guys listening now, you can Google this. Go onto iTunes, whatever. I'm not... We're not making this up. We're not... This isn't a bit. This is real life, no man. 
This is our life. This is our this is our livelihood that they're we, messing with. Next week, we've already secured blue shirt is coming back on. We're getting the suits back in here. We're going after these people. I, he, we are going to make them cease and desist. <laughs> yeah. And for good measure, we might just have them killed. We might. Well, I don't know if we can say that. Is that? Uh, I don't know if that's legal. As a podcast, well, you're in China, so it's legal right now. You're, you're right. Not you're right. They, international. They have no extradition. They can't extradite. International waters. But you know this. This this podcast seems to be like serious. Like it seems to be about politics or something. Well, which here's, is terrible. Here's, They're going to ruin our reputation. Here's my first problem with them. How lost in America can they possibly be? They've been in America. I read about it. They've been in America their whole lives. I was. I, yeah, they live in Pittsburgh, I think. Do they know how to use a dishwashing machine? Then they're not lost in yeah. America. Do they know how to stand at the bank? Do they know how to buy contacts? Do they know how to recycle? I think they're going to answer yes to all of that. Yeah, I, I know. I, 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 have, I know people in Pennsylvania who probably know these people, and I'm sure they're not lost. They're a bunch of frauds. They're a bunch of frauds. So we Should we challenge them to some sort of contest for the name? Yeah, I think we need a tag team match. We got to get uh, Ange Goldstein. Our friend over at Sorry I've Been So Busy, which, by the way, shout out to you, Kaplan. You have a great episode of Sorry I've Been So Busy that just came out with Andrew Goldstein. Yes, you should. everyone should go listen to that podcast after listening to this to all of our podcasts. Make sure it's completely caught up. Congratulations uh, to Kaplan. Or play on all our podcasts. Then go listen to Sorry I've Been So Busy from the past week, last week's episode. It was fantastic because they had the best guest. Kaplan makes his debut. Me. On another podcast, mm-hmm. his podcast. I went looking for Bowie. I went looking for <laughs> Bowie, and uh, apparently she wasn't there. She's back at Ince. Wait, maybe she's over at these other assholes, these other lost in America people. Oh my god, that must be it. Those fuck now this is getting personal. She probably got lost. She you maybe can got take kidnapped. my name. You can't take my Bowie. She's <laughs> a very important part of this team. Do you think she got kidnapped? <laughs> Do you think we're gonna have to go rescue her? Like uh Who's that, that daughter in the, the 1970s? Uh, the ga- I don't Patty know. Hearst. Patty Hearst. We're going to have to Patty Hearst her out of there. And then she think, and she prefers it over there because she's it's Stockholm Syndrome. Is that what you're, you're getting at? Oh, man. They treat her is... better. They have better hot sauce over there. If they have in sauce in Pittsburgh, PA. By the way, they have their home address up on their website, which is not a good idea. Because our fans, I'm right. not going to tell you what to do. address to send them donations, which, by the way, billion-dollar idea. Let's steal that from them. Well, we have an address for people to send us donations. Yeah, these people have one episode, two episodes up, and they're already asking for donations. Get with it. Yeah, we didn't we didn't start begging for money since till like at least like episode twenty. <laughs> yeah, class people. At least build an audience. At least we're giving <laughs> build an audience. We're real uh, podcasting professionals here. Yeah, it's it's really infuriating. We're gonna once you get back, we gotta wait till you get back to the country. You know, you can't start a war. When we don't, we're not at full strength right now. But when you're back in America, we're gonna go to the mattresses, as they say in the podcasting business. And uh, we're gonna. It, it's not gonna be pretty for them. They're not gonna. They're Kaplan. not gonna come out on top. Much like any. Much like everything out of Pittsburgh, they're gonna. They're gonna falter. Kaplan, you never start a land war in Asia, and you never start a podcast war from Asia. So I'm waiting until I get back. Exactly. That's one of the. They teach you that in podcasting school. People, we're just letting <laughs> you in a little bit. I learned that sophomore year. Not- but it is good. I will say I'm happy to have a new enemy of the pod. Weber, you're out. Congratulations. Weber's gonna yeah, win the Randy, Oscar. I think Randy Kaplan's off the hook for now. Yeah, now that we have a real sponsor. She's off the hook. Exactly. Randy's yeah, off. We, Weber's we off. It's you, idiots. Lost in America. Part whatever you are. You're fake yeah, in America. Don't, don't even give their real. We, we don't give their real names for this week. We'll give it next week when we really want to get to. We don't want to. We want to make sure we want to talk to lawyers first before they're giving out too much information about them. But you can find it if you look it up. This is what we're going to call them: losers in America. That's our that's our Trump influence of this show. The Losers in America podcast. Yeah. 
Get out of here. Cap, one last thing I want to say before we get to our guest, Andrea Jones-Roy. The Super Bowl, quick wrap-up. My yeah. vantage point. Not, not, not a last thing to say. The first thing we should have said, but the most important thing that's going to happen this entire year. Well, Go. we've already talked <laughs> about this the last few weeks, but I'll let the listeners in on a little secret. That was all guessing. We were predicting. We were recording in advance. So you amazingly Wait. not only predicted the Eagles win, but you also predicted last week that the city of Philadelphia would get burned down and they'd have to be rebuilding yeah. at Hurricane Katrina that just, style. That didn't make me no Shadamas. That was pretty obvious to anybody. <laughs> the, the burning down part, not the winning part. But I did not predict that we'd be eating horse shit in the streets. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't on that point, but but I got I was pretty close. I, I mean, our clock management was way better than I than I predicted. That's what made it such an amazing moment for me. If you go follow me on Instagram at uh, Cap in America, you could see my video, my reaction to winning the Super Bowl. It was a very, very poignant moment that luckily Randy captured. And uh, I talk a lot about it on the Starting Business of Busy podcast, actually. So, All right, Cap. So, But you were there. You went to the parade in Philadelphia, right? Yeah, I went. I, I, I was very indecisive about it. I, I mean, I was very indecisive about we were watching the game, but I was like, I have to go to the parade if we win. That was like a guarantee. I just didn't know how I was going to get there. And then like the night before, it was like the light bulb went off of like this podcast, I think, guided me. Yes. It's like I, the Chinatown bus was the way I went. So I took the, I went there. Have you ever taken the Chinatown bus anywhere in New York? I did. Yeah. Like 10 years ago. I did. Cause like the trains were like, when I say, cause like the trains were like all sold out or like insanely expensive. It, it, it was cause they knew and the other bus companies were sold out, but the Chinatown bus had tickets. They were $12. And like the other bus companies all had like um, things on their websites, like saying like there's a parade, delays. The Chantown website had nothing. I was like, I don't even know if they know there's a parade. <laughs> of course. So I went, I went down there, and the whole bus ride was like guys, like black guys who were selling shit. Oh. Like guys who were selling like t-shirts for the, like this is where that comes from. When you ever like crappy like knockoff Eagle shirts and stuff, like they probably had Patriot stuff they had also made that they had to like toss, you know. So that was the ride. They they know to take the Chantown bus. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was, we, next time we win a Super Bowl or a championship or Sacktown wins, we're going to do a remote podcast there. Cause it's an incredible experience being like, like, you know, if you're in New York, have you ever, I mean, I'm not rubbing it in, but you've never, I was in Sacramento, but did Miami, did you ever go to any, any sort of parades or anything uh, like that? Well, yeah, no, 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 not rubbing it in. I did go. Yeah. I went to the 2000, first of all, 2001, uh, university of Miami national championship. I was at right, in I know college you won some titles in college for so. football. I also went to the 2003 Florida Marlins, the Miracle Marlins championship in Miami. And right. that's the right. parades are so, amazing. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to say this is going out of limits saying this is bigger than the Marlins parade. <laughs> it, probably was like, was. it was like I've been downtown New York when the Yankees have won. And I've been in L.A. Like and it's like a section of the city is concerned about it. And the rest of the city is like going on with their life. Yeah. This was like the entire city of Philadelphia it was like in an outdoor block party. I can imagine. And it was freezing out, and yet everybody, like, you could not walk. Every There's people everywhere, like, bumper to bumper, all, like, double-fisting drinks. There was no open container laws. Uh, all People with, like, crazy costumes, crazy signs. Um, it was an experience that you don't – you did not feel, like, American, like, to the point it was, like, kind of jarring. Like, when I came back to New York that night, and I was, like, in uh, Port Authority, the, you know, the bus terminal, it's like, it's, like, weird to, like, see people and be back in, like, a real world. Uh, it's the so feeling it was, of going uh, to another country, and then when you come back to the U.S., you're like, "Whoa, this is weird." Like, it's reverse yeah. culture shock. Yeah, and it was like that's why I, I mean, I like what part? It was like I felt like I have to do this as an adventure, but like, what's the way to make this the weirdest? I think the bus is the way to do it because you like really, <laughs> it's just like a total like vacation mood for like ten hours. Fantastic. Uh, 
it was uh yeah so i spent it was an interesting interesting day and a lot of drunk like trashy philly girls like causing <laughs> scenes a lot of drunk trashy philly guys just say it was just I really felt lost in America in the sense that I'm a Philly fan to, the, to my core, but I'm not, I'm never, I'm never in Philadelphia anymore. So I'm just not, it's just like a different crowd of people. Like I didn't know, I didn't even know what, like I was very like observed. Cause like, I don't even know what joke would work here. Like, I don't know what I could say. So you didn't connect was, with the uh, culture yeah. cap. You've changed. Yeah, I did. You've like, changed. <laughs> yeah. So I'll post, there was some great, yeah, it was, I was more just in a, like, let me just appreciate the moment mode. And next, next time we win a title though, we're going down there. All right. You're, you're an adopted member, and you're gonna when you go down to Philly in a few weeks for your show, you're gonna see the city is a buzz right now. I'm excited. It's, it's a great feeling. March third, I'll be in Philly. Come out to that comedy underdogs. All right, wait, wait, wait. I forgot before Andrea. Uh, Ince, Ince is an app. Ince, yes, still on board. You can get it in the app store. I'm excited. We're gonna get back to the Ince Studios next week. Ince is up. Yeah, to five I mean, I feel minutes. like those Ince, those Ince, the Ince crew is like, um, you know, they're the forgotten firstborn right now. We're we're just rolling in new sponsors left and right. And I they're know. Just get, they're feeling neglected. We got we got to show them some love when you get back in town. We will take your come out for some for an ice cream sundae or something. <laughs> Good idea. You can get it. It's up to five minute audio recordings, voice messages. You can record your music. You can send it. It's a it's a social media platform, so you can connect with friends, talk back and forth to them. Whatever you want, man. Get Ints. It's in the App Store. It's on every platform you can think of. Let's do it. All right, Andrea Jones-Roy, come on in. All right, we're back with our guest, Andrea Jones-Roy. Andrea, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me back. It's nice to be here. Thank yeah. you for doing it. Yeah. Third time's a charm. Th- yeah, what well, Cap's referencing, which none of you would have known if Cap didn't just say it. Oh, no, third no, time. No, I meant she's a third time guest. Oh, I was talking yeah, about yeah, our, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right. It's only our second sound time. <laughs> this is our second go at recording This is my, my fourth recording and my third appearance. We just yes. talked for 10 minutes and I didn't record the pod. Yeah. But 2018. now we're starting again. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you um, have, we talked uh, North Korea a few weeks ago. With Jonah Kessel. Now you have more. We have more to talk about. People, we didn't it was a very that. popular episode. A lot of people yeah. thought it was interesting. They had questions, and we brought you in for some answers. The people I demand more North boy. Korea. We want, want, we want answers. We're all doomed is my answer. So you sure. have two projects you're working on at 538. Right. Let's start. Well, tell us what those are, and then we'll pick which one we want to start with, and we'll yeah, go yeah, into yeah. it. So I'm doing two projects at 538 on North Korea. The first one is on sanctions and whether the U.S. sanctions against North Korea will work as a deterrent, why maybe they haven't been as successful as we hope they have, or whether they have been successful and we just don't know the counterfactual. And then the and it builds from some political science stuff that I can talk about at length. And then the other one is about Kim Jong-un himself, how rational he is, is he rational, and if so, how can we predict the sorts of things he might do next? And the short answer to that is, suppose we do think he's rational, and I actually think there are reasons to think that, we can look at the other people in his leadership who are influencing what he's doing. Okay. I think people aren't paying attention to that. I, wait, here's an idea. Go for it. Why don't we start with the other one? Okay. So that we can just talk about the other. Oh, let's just let's start with the idea. The sanctions. The sanctions. Yeah. Start with sanctions, and then we'll decide he's rational or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll figure out if he's and rational then, later on. Yeah. So sanctions, um, would they work? That the question that you're yeah. trying to figure out is would would sanction with North Korea work? Yeah, and it's sort of a response to. I mean, every time it's sort of not happening right now because. Trump and Kim are just sort of yelling at each other, or hopefully that's what, all that's been happening in the last couple of weeks before this airs. But over the summer and you know six months prior to that, six months prior to that, it seems like every so often North Korea blows something up or threatens to, 
the U.S. and or the U.N. come along and say, we need heightened sanctions. And then the media goes insane talking about whether more sanctions are going to work, whether they're not going to work and we should do something else, or maybe they could work if only we did harder sanctions. And so there's sort of like this cycle every time. But we have sanctions, well, right? We, we do. We, we have a lot of sanctions. And then aren't they starving anyone? Like how, how much starving can they be? Right. Well, you, you know can what I mean. We're starving. So <laughs> sanctions, die. yeah. So well, sanctions can take <laughs> can take a lot of forms. They? Some of them are like these. In, in the olden days of sanctions, it was like these blunt force things where it's just like, yeah, no more trading with anyone, and everyone starves to death. Now it's more often good old days. More targeted, <laughs> and what the U.S. government likes to call smart sanctions. Yeah, exactly. Uh, smart sanctions, which is it just ideally sanctions one particular sector or a couple of top leaders or something like that. So you're not actually harming everyone. But oh, Cap, you had an idea. Like, so the, the idea is you sanction. Right. I was saying that we need to. The problem is they sanction things like food, like things that affect the poor exactly. people. And it doesn't affect the people at the top because they get food anyway. Exactly. They have their own sources. But we need to sanction the things that only these these crazy autocrats like so love. People like, are saying like luxury goods. Like, yeah. like, like their financial like assets. Giant, like giant paintings of themselves. Yeah. yeah. You know? People who can draw <laughs> The Chicago Bulls. Yeah, yeah, sh- like, Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Sanction on Rodman would put a tariff on him. What and if it, we just stopped the NBA? Do you think that would work? I mean, the U.S. would never go for it, but I wonder if Stopped it in America? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's the solution. <laughs> I think it might be. You gotta, you gotta keep going. Yeah. No, because then they win. Then the terrorists yeah, win. Yeah, that's true. Or whatever we keep shopping and keep playing But yeah, we just have to think of all sorts of things that they, like you high price Russian call girls. Yeah. What else could uh, they? Russian, yeah. Russian hookers. They're <laughs> into. I think they're into. Oh, high in liquor. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I once bought North Korean liquor. It was awful. I went to the, like, the border. Have you done this? Like the North Korean tour? liquor? Yeah. I've been skiing on the border. Oh, yeah, right. But That's, I have yeah. not bought the liquor. I did so, like the DMZ tour when right. I was in South Korea where oh, you like, a, walk into the U.S. But see, so you yeah, violated you were, like, the sanctions. There. You're supposed to not be buying things. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Not only that, but I like smuggled so much. It wasn't until I got back to my island. I was like shoving it into my Is North Korea the new Cuba where they have like, oh, the cigars are amazing. Yeah. What do they have? I bought all this. It was like a gift shop in there. Like it's the only place like in the world you can buy North Korean products outside of North Korea. You're not Simon. Well, I bought. I was like, I'm a little bit torn, but I was like, fuck it, they have my twelve dollars. This is the problem with sanctions. It's like the Cuban embargo. It makes things sound cool. Like now you're like, everyone's like, I want to buy. I know. Like, what do they even sell? But really bad liquor. That's it. You become very cultured if you have it. It was like blueberry liquor and something else, and I I dragged it all the way home and I tried a bunch and it was horrible. That is a cool gift for somebody though. I wanted to imagine if you have someone over to drink and you open up your like bar and you're like, you guys want some scotch? You want some North Korean? Like, it's not even like a kind of liquor, just North Korean liquor. Like yeah, it's, like, like Here's can, it's a mix of everything. It's just a potpourri. I can tell you suffering. why it's bad. Yeah. Because if if you're not like he makes it or someone in his group makes it, and then if anyone tells him it sucks, they get killed. So right. well, or it's like in prison, like toilet wine is all you have, so you drink yeah. toilet. You know. Yeah. Do you think it makes you like a little bit brainwashed though? Think it has any effects? I'm very pro d- Kim Jong Un, but I don't know. Yeah. See. Yeah. Exactly. I've been drinking it every. But I wanted I, this was in grad school. I wanted to have a North Korea party. Where I invite all my friends over this and like serve so- just that and like wow. one bowl of rice for everyone. Like, <laughs> and everyone was like, "We're not gonna." And you have that. to have like propaganda videos on the <laughs> yeah. Give everyone a bowl haircut. Yeah. When this, when this comes out, let's you have probably, a North Korea you party. You Dennis Rodman show up for that the same way John Wallace came to my birthday party. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure Rodman's cheaper. You can pay Dennis Rodman fifteen hundred bucks to go to your North Korea party. That should be the um, the Lost in America Christmas party next year. That's the holiday idea. party. We'll have yeah, Dennis like Rodman. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. do a North Korea yeah. event. Right. Yeah. Done. Yeah. But so, so okay. So, so sanctions. sanctions. Two things about sanctions. Here, here's what's interesting about them, I think, is that generally speaking, not just about North Korea, if you look empirically at 
sanctions that have been initiated in the world and the outcome of those sanctions, like whether they worked empirically, it turns out, number one, the U.S. has issued the vast majority of them. Like, we do right. it and well, not because a lot of other countries other, do it. Right, because most of the it, other world doesn't want, they don't have a backbone or they don't care. Or they want to do business with these countries. They or it's like, if Macedonia sanctions you, you're like, oh gosh, there right. goes my $10. Right, you know? right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Macedonia. But like that sort of thing, right? But that was the problem with like uh, like stuff in the Middle East sometimes. Yeah. It's like the Europeans are doing business, or Russia's yeah. doing business. It's like pointless. So right now with North Korea, you've got Russia and China is like a big problem, the fact that Right. That's the, that seems to me like that's like the big issue because like yeah. nobody wants any North Korea shit really other than you. <laughs> it seems like it's, it could be easy to yeah. blockade it's them. It's an acquired but, taste. Yeah. But then the other piece of the empirical part is that it turned out that very few of these sanctions, even the ones that the U.S. was issuing, many in many cases for the reasons you're just saying, weren't working. So the U.S. puts in a sanction and then you wait a while and did country the target country change their behavior or give in? No. So most of the time, Cuba is another example where they just seem to not work and we just keep right. doing. So then the question is, why do we even put sanctions in, the, in place in the first place? And to me, what I think is the most interesting finding, and there's reasons why they don't work. One is you can still trade with other people. Another is you find workarounds. So one thing that North Korea does that I think is awesome is they trade. <laughs> I really love this government. Wow. No, I'm sorry. Awesome. That's, last time I think. Pro oh, yeah. NoCo. Yeah. Uh, that could be the. That's the Alt NoCo. Alt NoCo. <laughs> is uh, they they get ships and they put different flags and they disguise themselves as different countries so they still just trade. Like they're just like ships sailing in the sure. whatever. Which or they flags just get they new do? names that are not North Korean. Are they names. like they, they go just, with like very fake easy to get around these sanctions? What, are, what kind of flag? You can Narnia, flag, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Narnia. They don't like go Antarctica. ISIS flag though. Like you're smart about. It. They go. Yeah, like, yeah. They go like Japan. Japan up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So gateway. But the, but the other piece of this that's I think awesome is that it turns out that sanctions work when you don't see them. Okay, that's okay. like the big takeaway, which is that it's the threat of a sanction that can get a country to back down. And so the th sanctions that you see are the ones that country A is like, hey, if you don't change your behavior, I'm going to sanction you. And country B is like, I don't care. That's not that bad. And they keep doing it. Yeah. And country A initiates the sanction and you don't see them change their behavior. Of course not, because the threat wasn't bad enough. But if country A is like, I'm not going to, I'm going to sanction you if you don't change your behavior and it's a really bad threat, then that person will be like, oh God, and they change their behavior and we never actually see that sanction come into place. But what about this idea? That okay. only, you can only threat and have it work if you've done it in the past. True. Yes. Right? Yeah, there's reputation. If you're all sure. talking no action, yeah. Yeah. Then so, uh it's they're not going to back down ever, yeah. right? If you're like, "Oh, I'm going to get you one day." If you put them on double yeah. secret probation, double yeah. secret. there's nothing that yeah. could ever happen. Yeah, That's totally. Why you no, need and a like tough so tough talking commander in chief. Exactly. So following through, <laughs> well, yeah, ding, exactly. Tick. <laughs> He's got a big button. Yeah. I, we're gonna get to the. I want to get to the button later. I got yeah, questions yeah, yeah. about that. But I have a whole. Yeah, it's yeah, all we, button. Yeah, we got a lot of button questions. Yeah, it turns out size of button is everything. So, so do you, the, yeah. the empirical result. I it's irrefutable. How, yeah. I like how, you know how the how size of the button is directly uh, corresponds with the size of the of the nuke. Yeah. No, because every you year there's a wall that you have to. Like, right. No, back in the peak of the Cold War before we disarmed a lot of our weapons. Yeah. Like Reagan had a button. You should. It was like the entire room <laughs> and then they had to bring in a new button when we had less weapons yeah still big but you know which is against all other technology which like gets smaller as it's more <laughs> yes, yeah. no, it's just right. like mars is our button yeah like, button gets like bigger. apple could design one that you wouldn't even have a button it would just be like yeah, a, yeah, the apple yeah, yeah. Button. yeah. yeah but it's the like iphone a, has no it's button like i left. have a swipe and then i nuke yeah. someone meanwhile matt lauer his button was just off the uh, <laughs> is that real the, the okay but a lot of people had a at NBC. Sure. This is what Kaplan said. This is Ke Kaplan's an apologist. Really? Oh, and so he's on this whole everyone had him. Because well, that's a sensational story. <laughs> I mean, the button. Sensational. I, yeah. I mean, you have a button. I've heard. 
Yeah, in the end studios. Yeah, you're right. You don't want guests to leave. Yeah, I've been trying to leave for days. Yeah, (laughs) I'm a big timer. It ends. (laughs) Yeah. So okay, so you think that sanctions will not work? So it's if we're seeing the sanction. So the way if you if you look back at like how the interplay between the U.S. and North Korea has been going, or the U.N. or whatever, is that the U.S. is like we're going to heighten sanctions, and then the U.N. is like says okay. They agree to it or not, but if they suppose they do, then they all have a big vote and they agree and it's very public about what the sanctions are going to be. And then North Korea doesn't change its behavior and then they initiate the sanctions and then nothing happens. And then six months later, they blow something else up. What I think we're missing is that anytime we see that sanction implemented, North Korea has had plenty of advance notice that that's the sanction that's coming for them. Right. And, and they then prepare. they've chosen not to change their behavior in advance of that sanction being implemented. So even if it does hurt them a bit, it doesn't hurt them enough to make them acquiesce. And so as long as we see like UN resolutions and the US actually implementing sanctions, those sanctions I think are not gonna be enough. Oh. It's gonna be when they threaten a sanction that's truly bad enough that we never actually see them have to implement it. Like that's so I mean, I, think, I feel like, I feel like a nuke. Well, I mean, if they Didn't cut we off, threaten a nuke? Yeah. But I mean, if Russia and China cut off like oil or something, yeah. like, that stop. So, I, mean, I mean, then it's like this, you have the stomach for it, but wouldn't like yeah. cap, a lot of the country would just. So there's, there's would two. Have no heat. They, would, like, you know, they would have no. Two big problems, right? One is the sanctions haven't been harsh enough. Right. And like, and if they were harsh enough, we'd never have to see them. That's part one. Part two is, well, why haven't they been harsh enough? And number one, Russia and China keep trading with you, you find workarounds. Mm. It's not hurting allegedly. you, it's hurting the oh, population. No, yeah, we, we have a lot of China uh, uh, li- government listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. We'll say Russia. Let's just say Russia. Here's, we'll, here's something else that someone I talked to when I was working on this project said to me, which I thought was very smart, which was China is also playing a game where they have to seem stoic and resolved to their own domestic audience. So if China is saying, I'm not going to just follow the United States in sanctioning North Korea, China now has to, for the same reputation reasons you just identified, China has to now follow through on that and not sanction North Korea because they've said that they wouldn't. So if you find a sanction that would work, which would involve Russia and China cooperating, even that sanction has to be not public. You have to make them act like it's their idea. Or make it act like right. it's their idea. Because yeah. otherwise you're never going to... But, what's but in a, why would China other, even... I mean, Why would they do why it? Why do they care? Why, because they, North Korea is annoying to them. Is it? But if North Korea yes. nuked America on the wet, like, why doesn't that help China? No, because Polit- no like, stable, stable, yeah. everything being stable helps China because oh, the economy. Yeah. You, All right, China no, trades with America. Do we know? If North Korea being crazy is hurting China's economy at all, like, are people traveling there less or anything? To China? I, yeah. I, Sounds I, like a good idea by. for an article. I know. I don't yeah. know. I, I doubt it's hurt. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, that's what this podcast well, I definitely is for. don't know. Well, so I, was like, yeah. I don't think it's hurting China. I think that. Well, I, I, yeah, because I went a couple weeks ago and flights were very cheap, and I was like, maybe it's the North Korea effect. Mm. That would be cool. It was Japan, too. Well, then keep it up. Yeah, keep I, mean, it up. I know. I'm keep it up, Rocket <laughs> Man. The other idea is that with sanctions, like, I would say with Cuba, uh, the best thing that ever happened to Castro was that we sanctioned him for 50 years. Exactly. Because then his country's shit, but he can blame it all exactly. on America. That's the right. other big piece. The minute we lift the sanctions, the, he actually has to start doing stuff because right. yeah. he can't just blame everyone. And not only that, so, so right now, Kim, for sure, is playing that card with, like, the U.S. sanctions. They're like, why I, is the U.S. trying to hurt us? That's the like the Evan is, Osnos, the one, like, The North one thing, though, is, like, North Korea is such a level of propaganda that's even past yeah. what any other Cuba... Yeah. Soviet Union has ever done yeah. with their people and how they're educated. That like, what's it even matter though? Yeah. Like they're gonna blame us no matter what. Exactly. So why don't we do well, it? Because that's like, what I, I agree. Like with you know what I mean? Like they we can't just be like bowing. They think they to won whatever. the Korean War. They think like you know they yeah, learn all they, sorts yeah. of crazy I think things. They win so. the Olympics. Well, so it's one thing that like so the the sanctions like 
can make the U.S. like the bla- the scapegoat for that, and that's like useful. But you're right. right; that wouldn't go away if we just stop sanctioning right. them. But another thing that does happen is the autocrats get to concentrate the wealth even further because there's less money going into this country, and so economically, sanctions can help authoritarian countries as well. Because as long as these things aren't coming in from a market. The government is in charge of handing out right, all the rice right. and resources, and so they have more power economically. So it, same with Fidel Castro. It can actually centralize their rule ideologically, but also economically, which can make things right. far what worse. What do Because you know how, like, um, escaped Cubans, or Cubans who've left Cuba, yeah. who are now living in America, but yeah. are Cuban, like yeah. from Cuba, they hate, they love sanctions. Right. They love... Right. They love the embargo, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they love the embargo. Do North? Do we have any info on North Koreans? We get some North Koreans on this. Uh, what do they think? Well, that's know? our next step. Jonah was a big gap, but the next big gap is to get a North Korean who's escaped. We need yeah. them on the pod. Yeah, you North- should go to those North Korean restaurants in Beijing where they have those people come and like. I don't think they'll talk to you. They have those. Yeah, Ooh. it's super. Cre- What's I North Korean food wow. like? Uh, that's the next. Mr. Not a lot Bank. of spices. I'm assuming. <laughs> not a lot of spices. No, yeah. th- this you, is some rice. They just have that's North it. Korean. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. It's, it's not cooked. It's just no. Yeah. <laughs> this is some rice. <laughs> this is a There's cigarettes. Meal. North Korean cigarettes. <laughs> I can get on nothing but alcohol. the finest I'm in. products. Yeah. And you have a cocktail that you've created for the restaurant with your booze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it's so tricky because it's like... We don't have time for that, but... <laughs> the examples of sanctions that have worked in the past, like Iran comes to mind, people talk about South Africa, are these like very targeted, very concentrated sanctions right. that were they only were like... Enact, like, enacted for a short amount of time. And then ideally something changes. But both yeah, Iran and South Africa are full of problems, right? right. And like these little things, the same th- thing that's hard about turning any country into like a post-revolution success. I mean, there's so many and the big thing with South Africa political was actors the- and, and systems to change that it's unlikely to turn into major reform. Yeah, and in South Africa, the thing was they would get like um, b- musicians to stop playing there and stuff. Yeah. Which you can't really do in North Korea because all we've got is Dennis, <laughs> Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Literally, man. it's he's it. Our, he's our he's like the Linda yeah. Ronstadt in this yeah. scenario. She played... <laughs> Did that work? So, Did the musician thing really? Well, it was it was like airlines and stuff too, but it was more like culturally stuff. There was times. things with like Coke or Pepsi. One of them like was with they they would like yeah. But industry. nothing's there right now, anyways. What you're and saying. And if you can imagine well, like, are. a no, China but... version, right? It would be like we'd cut you off from like a lot of the stuff that makes you a legitimate part of the international community. But so it's, it's the same kind of debate the U.S. used to have about Lauer... China, which was like, do we try to contain or engage? This was like in the '90s before China took over oh, everything. Yeah. And I feel like that's the same kind of debate we're having about North Korea at a much more farther extreme. But China wasn't which threatening is like, us. In is is to China. engaging with them <laughs> like the same a... thing as bowing to them? You Can know, you we imagine tried if various... like our next generation is just going to teach English in North Korea. It... <laughs> be amazing. Be a uh, future podcast. Apparently, the language great. is quite different now between North and South Korea, which I think is cool. Like North Korea is like much more right. kind of old timey. They don't say Gangnam North- Style. <laughs> North Korea doesn't have. Can wor- we make a North Korean Gangnam Style parody? I would. Just <laughs> oh, they don't have words for lots of things. I'm imagining like. Email. You know, like internet. Food. Stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, I don't know. Freedom. Free- yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So, so related to the sanctions thing is the other project on... Yeah. Here's... Wait, wait, can we finish the sanctions? Yeah. So what do you... I, I, you might say this, what do you think should happen? So according to the... I think that we just need to implement stronger, harsher, like, threats of sanctions that we never actually see. And according to some of the people I talked to... This means targeting specifically like Kim Jong-un himself and freezing things like financial assets and your ability to to like actually engage and like get money oh, yeah. from other countries and that sort of thing. Why like, wouldn't we just do have done that already? I don't know. And nor do I know exactly what's going on in real life sanctions. But that if you, might actually you, yeah. be happening now or Yeah. But okay. part of the solution is connected to the next piece of this, which is targeting the people Segway. that Kim Jong-un has to keep happy. I think is like the real ticket into ah. this. 
to stay in power. To stay in power. It's clearly not his uncle because no, he uh, yeah. like rocket launched into him or something. Yeah. Well, he's executed a number of people. He executed members, like his, right? when he first came to power and they were like all downing him. He executed like everybody. He oh yeah. he hit it with an anti aircraft uh, gun. Oh yeah. Right. Way out in the field, right? A close range. Well, between that and the the Malaysia airport one, the Kuala Lumpur like poisoning. Oh yeah. How crazy that was. Yeah. So what? So okay. That's so the who, best part of this, the dictator gig, is you don't just kill people like boring ways. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to be, be like cool really about evil cool. about it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's actually evil. Did stuff. I say cool? I shouldn't have said cool. Like so it's all right. You've I, said far absolutely. worse so yeah. far. <laughs> yeah. on this podcast. I need to change my identity the minute Korean. this goes out. So just alert me to that yeah. so I can go. So uh, so who does he have to keep happy? So no one knows. That's the problem. But yeah, the idea here is George Soros is something called Roger the Koch brothers. Koch brothers. That's it. It's all, we it's blame all them for everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Coke Brothers. Yeah. So I bet. Uh, if, what if it is? That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Big scoop here. Yeah. I literally don't know anything about them. I just know that everyone hates them. Yeah. That's it. They yeah. did build Lincoln Center. We though. could Check pay for like a oh. sponsor a billboard that blames the Coke Brothers. For <laughs> like, I, just, just to see. I mean, people know as much about yeah. Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. I'm sure. Bannon. Bannon. They're all on it together. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That'd be great. But yeah. no, so the so the idea this is going to get boring for a second. The idea is something called selectorate theory, which is that all leaders, whether they're demo- democratic leaders or the most dict- great like dictator, like authoritarian leaders you've ever heard of, have to keep at least somebody happy. In did order you say to stay great? I did say great. I great. I said that and I was like, keep going, just the great. steamroll it. The, and then the, there's the, the Putin's, true leaders. The Trump. Is the, Trump a great dictator? The like greats. Would you, is a great yeah. dictator like one who was really the a Mount Rushmore yeah. dictator? Oh my God! Now we're talking. Because Trump's yeah. kind of like in his mind. And then you've like got the Mao Zedongs of the world. Is Mao a great know, dictator? Or just like the greatest. His, okay. We cannot we answer that on this podcast. Okay, yeah. Never yeah. mind. All right, so keep so, going. The so greats. The, the great dictators. <laughs> the great dictators. Like, still need to keep greatest somebody happy, voice. right? Yeah. So, so Trump needs to ostensibly keep. Half the population. Right. Well, there, yeah. he is elected. No, no, no. He's, he's, a he's a Democrat on the Democratic side. Like right. a Democratic president needs to keep half the population happy oh, so that they vote him back into power, right? Right. Sure. Or less than half in the case of Trump, but whatever, right? right? As long as you can get no one to vote, right. yeah, that's also key. Yeah, and then on the other side of it, dictators need to keep some what they call a winning coalition happy. So, so de- Democratic leaders have winning coalitions too. In the United States, it's fifty-one percent of the popular vote, or whatever percent of the electorate, that sort right. of thing, right? Yeah. Um, dictators need to keep someone happy. Sometimes right. it's like, like in China, it might be like this, the Politburo Standing Committee, sure. right? Shut up. Or, yeah, hey. <laughs> They're big listeners. Big sponsors, yeah. The top 12 or 10 or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I think, it, yeah. People in China. Yeah. Um, and in other countries that have like like party rule, but they're still authoritarian, like it's been the same party, you need to keep some other like party elite in power. And so... My argument, and I'm not the first at all to make this, is that surely Kim Jong-un has some set of people who he has to keep happy to stay in power. And this theory is predicated on the fact that everyone has someone. And sometimes it might be your brother, Raul Castro, or something like that. Or it might just be the head of the Miller, uh, the head of the Millers, the head of the military, or whoever, like one guy, whatever. Yeah. Dennis Rodman, it could be in this case. Could be Dennis Rodman. And the example that I was told when I first started studying this stuff by a professor at Michigan was... There's some democracy where you like in Africa, where you like some village where you, everyone votes by casting a stone. You put a stone in this basket, God. you put a stone in that basket. Oh, I, and then he was like, "Who's the winning coalition in this case for the person who wins based on whatever basket gets the most stones?" Yeah. And you're like, "I don't know, half the people who put the stone." He was like, "No, the guy who counts the stones." 
Like that's the guy uh, you keep happy. So corruption, so all these sorts of things. So whoever it is, some there's someone out there. Who's counting his stones? Like, who's counting <laughs> Kim Jong Un's? That's like what color like, is your parachute? Like yeah. who's counting your stones? <laughs> Who moved Kim Jong Un's cheese? Okay, so then what's what keep are a, you? She's got to keep a chef happy. So basically, we no need to go poison those people. Is that what you're saying? I mean, or sanction them. Sanction them. Yeah. Mm. And then, but the other thing that this is connected to is like so because like what does Kim Jong Un actually after? And part of figuring out what an effective sanction or punishment against him would be short of nuclear weapons is figuring out what would actually hurt him. Shout out. And so my, yeah. And so my, we talked about like maybe financial things, but maybe there's something else. Maybe he's trying to please these top people by throwing a bunch of money in the military budget. And that's why they're building up a nuclear arsenal. Maybe he has to please them because they're all convinced that nuclear weapons are the way forward. So as long as, if we can figure out what those guys want, we're doing, have a much better job of figuring out what's actually going to hit a nerve. I feel like this is just straight from what show am I thinking of? Like Luther or something, where it's like the number one way to get to someone. Oh, Sherlock is to like attack the people they care about. I only watch How I Met Your Mother. Okay, it's not in that. I just tried to pick the most ridiculous. You know know what I'm saying, Turner? Like, if I was really trying to get you to do something you didn't want to do, the first thing I could do is be like, well, I'll shut down your Bitcoin account or I'll like rob you. you. But then I could actually like hurt your family and your wife. You kidnap your kid, their kids. Yeah. That's what they do in all the movies. Yeah, exactly. Taken, right? That's the first thing? That's That's to get you to do what you want to do or not do? I mean, the first step. You to do what you want. You kidnap the kids. Yeah, the first step is like, I'm like, Turner, if you don't, you know, do whatever, I'll. Yeah, you'd be okay with that? Well, if it's like a weekend, (laughs) I need some break. Thank you. Babysit. Free babysitting. Isn't that another thing where he was like, pay this ransom, and he was like, too high. I'm not paying. I don't care that much. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, Yeah, if you you don't care about him. I mean, that's um, basically what the sanctions have been so far, is they're just like, you with your kids over so the we got to kidnap but, who do we got to kidnap is what you're saying no 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 but here's to uh cap was joking but to back up his point i feel like kim jong-un wouldn't give a shit about anyone yeah that's the thing if you're like we're gonna kidnap your uncle he's like yeah i'll fucking uh, shoot him in the head while yeah. you're at it who yeah. cares i mean one thing we none of us know is like what the u.s government like intelligence actually knows about what the hell is going on in north korea because all we hear about in the media is kim jong-un and then like the people right who yeah. are out there starving to death but there's a lot of elites there, and I think it's clues that he's killing some of them is a sign of like, oh, that person could have been a threat to his power, or could because the other issue is you want to keep your supporters happy, but you also need to keep out people who might replace you, right? And yeah, so maybe but, he's executing people who are. But a threat that's to him. that goes to the thing that you're saying he's rational in his executions. Yeah, but the biggest but, threat <laughs> to him was probably the people right around him who yeah. wants to take his seat, yeah. right? So every leader has two threats, right? External, other countries that could blow you up, and internal. Wait, right. but they're not, right. I have an idea. Go for it. Why don't, instead of trying to kill the people around him, why don't we try to um, siphon off one of them? Sure. We pay that guy to double it's agent. Extremely hard sure to get a, it's extremely hard to get into North Korea. You pay him in Bitcoin, you, hello. In, hello, crypto Can't be kitties. Trace, uh, yeah. Dark web. Wait, but how would you communicate? It's very hard for South Korea and North Korea just opened up their... We're solving this right now. They opened up their their phone lines. Dark web. Dark web. I think we need to ENTS that... uh, There you go. They use ENTS. (laughs) Use ENTS. That's amazing. ENTS to bring down... They're not... These countries, Iran, they ban Instagram, stuff like that. The solution. No one's banning ENTS because (laughs) the people in the streets, ENTS revolution. (laughs) Here we go. Yeah. So... ENTS, ENTS revolution, isn't that... Okay. Yes. Dance, dance revolution. Because, I mean, usually, I mean... You know, from what I know about dictators. Cap, you're an expert. Yeah, go on. I'm an expert. Yeah. I'm, you know, they usually, when they start killing people off, though, it's not, um, they usually just because they're paranoid, crazy people. That could be. You know, so it's yeah. hard to, it's hard yeah. to know what, like, so Stalin that, killed a lot of people who are good uh, communists, but, you know. I mean, that goes <laughs> back to the. <laughs> to go back. A lot of, there's good people on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was just, you know. A lot of shades so, of gray, I think. You know, the... so I'm assuming that just because he kills someone doesn't mean. 
I don't know. I don't know how we solve this is what I'm really trying to say. Yeah, I mean, if, if the three of us in this room today can't <laughs> figure this can't. out, I don't know who can. No, but that's yeah. so that gets to the the deeper question that everyone's freaking out about is like, is this a rational actor that we're dealing with? And the easy answer is no, he's crazy. To be a dictator of a country or even want to be president, you have to be sort of crazy. And you're extremist, you're an egotist, you're a narcissist, you're all these things, right? But if you look at just how you define rational, which is not actually doing something that makes you actively worse off, to, given the information that you've got in front of you, I don't know that I've seen him do things that necessarily are making him worse off at this exact moment. Like he's, he's blowing stuff up, they're running tests, but until the point of a recording, he hasn't actually attacked anybody. I don't know. I, I guess it makes what you're saying, yeah, because pick like some random, like uh, Swaziland. Yeah. Just pick an African, some country that we never consider. Yeah. Right? right? As Americans. Uh, sorry, Swaziland. Yeah, but all I'm just the Swaziland, here, that's the Swaziland listenership just hanging oh, up right now. Oh, yeah, they're freaking out. They're yeah. writing their congressman as you speak. But we have to do a Swaziland. If episode. one of them just got nukes, all of a sudden we'd be forced to deal with them. That's right. kind of well, what North Korea did. No, I remember right? when I was like in second grade, but shout out to my teacher, Mrs. Miller, and I all said right, to her, Miller. I just repeated my he'd dad something. He would say, he'd be like, the Ayatollah would uh, start World War III to get himself in the newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. That's essentially what you're describing here. Yes. And that sounds and, like Donald Trump as well. Right. Donald Trump is, uh, that's wow. why they're such, they're such kindred spirits. Yeah. These two, they could like, <laughs> yeah. but um, that's exactly what he's accomplishing, except it's all fun and games until, I don't know. Until he gets nuked. If we actually nuke them, then I don't know that any of this has been fun in games so far. <laughs> what about this well, idea that um, Trump is actually... I was talking to a friend who works with the our military in the South Pacific, in Asia. Okay. And she, she's talking a con- about, she's talking contract- one of your sources. She's contracting yeah, them. Yeah. Unnamed source. But she was saying that because Trump is so irrational... This changes the subject a little bit. But because he's so irrational, it's actually like the best policy against North Korea because they can't predict what yeah. he will do. Yeah. And so they're on their heels as opposed to they could predict what yeah. Bush would do, what Obama would do. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Like Every I've heard that as well. president that we've ever had, I think, if like North Korea actually fired a thing, they would immediately fire back and nuke them. Yeah. But... Every president we ever had would also never fire first. Fire first, which but they Trump don't know do. for sure. Trump, like yeah. the Trump, won't do. Which does. I mean, if we I mean, don't know thing, it, they don't know. One it. thing <laughs> I think we all know for sure is that if North Korea fires, Trump will fire. Like, of course, I think that's not. But I mean, I'm saying that any other president would have done, done that, that too. Right. Right, but do but Trump might just get drunk I, one night I, and fire. Not yeah. even drunk. He doesn't drink. He doesn't yeah, drink. Right. Yeah. Which is insane that he doesn't drink. Yeah, it'd probably be better. I mean, honestly, I'm more worried about. Trump than I am about Kim Jong Un. I'm like, not really. <laughs> no. Go on. Well, because we have a bigger button, so we have. No, I think that what you guys are saying that I think he's more likely to actually initiate it. Oh, I see. What you're also, saying. the United States does have the military advantage in this, and so. Do like, you believe that North Korea actually has a nuke that can reach New York City and blow us up? I don't know, man. I don't think they do. No, they definitely. I'd be don't. willing we to take that, that chance. Yeah, I really don't I think, think they maybe do. No, West Cal- Coast, Sacramento's a little more yeah, trouble. Yeah. I don't even think the <laughs> West Coast listeners there. I they mean, haven't proven good. they can do anything except for like Japan. Well, and that's the scary thing is that do we have a lot of Trump, listeners in Japan? unlike previous. <laughs> yeah. Apologies, Japan. We do have listeners out there. <laughs> Shout out JJ Wakrat. I know a listener. Get out while you can, JJ. Hey, JJ. Yeah, come hang out with us at Ivan Ramen. It's run by a white guy. You might want to get out of here. That was on the lost. Oh, yeah, it's on we'll the lost. Bring... That, that was an amazing callback to, <laughs> to what well, was not so recording. Yeah. We'll talk about it now. Well, yeah. this is what I will say Japan, JJ Wakrat, you're on the. You have to tell us. If you can see a nuke flying over yeah, on its way to Ensus. Last act before you go, Ensus. No, it'll skip them and hit California. Yeah. So yeah. what? So then is he, um, with the ra- back to the rational yeah. thing, What's yeah. the, how, where does that go? So if the we rational decide thing is, is like, 
it's a little bit of a slippery slope because on the one hand, it, I think we talked about this in the lost recording. Shut it's up. a useful construct. Yeah. Oh, never forget. It was a useful construct just to help us be like, okay, let's suppose he's rational so that then we can go on and study other things like would he fire first? Would he be responsive to sanctions? Who might he be trying to keep happy? Like we can at least do something. Right. But if he's not rational, then we're sort of, as you said, it's a, it's a clever strategy because it's like, well, no one knows what he's going to do. It's a moving target, so why bother thinking about it? Right. You can't. There's no way to study like it, it's like in markets or something. If it's yeah. not rational, there's no way to study it. Right. Exactly. No, so, exactly. And okay. the only thing I can say about it is that we're limited in understanding what he's truly rational because we don't know the information that he has, and that's necessary to understand whether what someone is doing is rational, which is like, given the information I have right now, choice A makes me better off, choice B makes me worse off. If I choose choice A, that makes me rational. If I choose choice B, that makes me irrational. Things that might look irrational from our perspective that Kim Jong-un is doing might be totally rational given the information that he's got. Right. And so if he genuinely thinks the United States is a threat to his survival in office, then he's being 100% rational by threatening us, right? Yeah. And which is the most rational place for him to nuke, do we think? No. <laughs> so no, I was New York, thinking, I was like, like DC. I don't know. Because if he nukes a blue probably. state, maybe Trump Hawaii, will fire back. Obviously, right? Hawaii. Oh yeah. Apologies, Hawaii. <laughs> well, we're just crafting the strategy for him. But it's probably like an expected value, like probability you'd hit the thing. Times right. He should go with where harm. you might hit. Yeah. Where, yeah. Maybe San Francisco. Take like when you're playing um, like skee ball. Don't go for the hundred. Yeah, exactly. Go for the ten. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. get some points Maybe on the board. Maybe we're looking at like West Alaska. I don't know. <laughs> West you know, Alaska is that ten? Hopefully, no one is listening. Like territory. <laughs> well, you know, because it's key for him. Because if he fires and it's a total dud, like he just goes up in the air and just like disintegrates. Yeah, which is what's going to happen. He's yeah. totally fucked. I mean, the only thing I can... Yeah. I do not believe that he has the capability yeah, to hit I'm the United I'm coming back States. around on you on this. Yeah. He hasn't proven it at all. Yeah. I mean, you want to... Bigger just... button, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Here's the question. How do we even know that our nukes work if we haven't tested them? Well, that's the Japanese. I mean. Well, if we... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Who's your Japanese listener? He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> JJ Wadcrat. He's JJ in Canada. Wattcrat. That was the topic. Yeah. Oh, okay. He'll be fine. Um, uh, yeah, well, so where do we nuke if we nuke them? Not the ski place where I went, because that's, first of all, it's Where's China. the liquor factory? You don't want to do that. We know there's good liquor there. Yeah, you got a nice... Yeah, the liquor's nice. His palace, I guess. I assume you go... You try. I assume we would try to hit the spot that would kill the least amount of people, actually. That would but be would you want to kill do him, don't you? Well, I think our military well, plan... Well, wait, would... a nuke is going to kill a shit ton of people. Yeah. Right. There's no least amount of people Do you? What about... Here's what I think is more likely, is like the U.S. does a first attack, but it's like... Not nuke, drone, it's conventional. Yeah. yeah. I think well, that's... I don't know, because then you provoke him into... If you don't kill him, then you're in Well, trouble. that's the thing, is you do that sooner than later, But why not like an Osama bin Laden Like a, str- like a specific... It's really hard to like... To get in there, to get to like in. we have such we, our intel is really not good there actually yeah. because it's really really hard to like you can't blend in. I knew There's someone no, who's that's like, my bit. It's yeah. really it's, you know like get a bunch of Chinese people and Japanese people to look I mean, North Korean. It's way like, can we find South Koreans? Aren't there Asian Americans in the military? Yeah. <laughs> in America there are. Yeah. So yeah, we have a much deeper <laughs> bench in like Arabic, <laughs> Arabic speaking and like even using the Israelis to get in the Middle Eastern stuff. Just but go like, to, to a North bunch Korea. of sushi restaurants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like how Cap thinks the number one problem is finding Asian people. Yeah. No, in, in our intelligence <laughs> There's a lot of them. And I'm sure in. we have them. We do, but t- it's not like easy to blend in <laughs> with a North Korea. I know that we do. We're not even sure. We're, it's hard to blend in in North Korea. It's not like. <laughs> not for uh, Koreans. Oh my God. Okay. Put on a hat. (laughs) How did they get to the country? These people are. I almost skied in on accident. You can get there from the other side. I mean, you should contact the CIA. Contact Asian babyface. So good that they could tell if we just wandered in. 
There's a whole other border. I mean, we can. Do we have any volunteers for this mission? No, not any me. of our. All right, that's. Should we get to the news? I thought have uh, we resolved the problem? We haven't resolved anything. Well, let's go around like, and say what? what's the best course of action. I say pre-nuke. Just what's pre-nuke? Just nuke. Just to start it <laughs> off. So a pre-nuke is a nuke. A pre-nuke. A pre-nuke. <laughs> Strike so, first nuke. You, you wanna... think Trump should nuke North Korea? No, I think Mad Dog Mattis shouldn't nuke North Korea. <laughs> no, I don't get it. No, okay. No, no, no. I don't think we should nuke North Korea. I think they're gonna go away. I think you just. It, I don't know. I don't know. I vote no nuke, and I vote we get back to building bomb shelters in our homes and doing bomb (laughs) drills because those are fun. There were some good jingles that came out of that. Yeah, I had a bomb shelter in a house in Syracuse I shared with your brother. Oh, it's a good place to party for college kids. It's great for parties. Yeah. I know. It's a little sketchy, though. You bring girls down there in this day and age, you're probably not allowed. Oh, yeah. It's a little creepy. Can we talk about how in several years there'll be a whole Me Too movement of bomb shelter? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I'm predicting that for 2022. I mean, we did bring a. F- we Can I might part- be coining that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's the sketchiest room you could be in. Is all I'll say. They're, they're so crypto I'm gonna say victims. don't nuke. Oh my god. Okay. I'm pro. I'm yeah. Oh, so I went yeah. Crypto. Well, let's get to the news. Let's get right. to the news. All right. Uh, wait, before we do, uh, oh. what to promote? What do you have? Oh God, I have. Um, yeah, these pieces on 538. You can check them out on North Korea in cryptocurrency. In cryptocurrency. Uh, Got some other stuff on 538 you can read. I have a, a piece, a personal piece, out on something called the Cooper Square Review. It's at coopersquarereview.org. And it's about my decision to leave academia and go into this shit that I'm doing now, which we talked about in my first appearance. So if people want to read a written version of that story, cool. it's now out. Um, or and then just it, listen to our pod again if they You just it. listen to that again, yeah. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to us. get page views over <laughs> there's, here. There's secret messages if you play it backwards. Yes. And if you download it and For send new it listeners, around. go back. It yeah. was a great episode. All right, let's get to the news. Okay. All right. First news story of the week comes to us from NBC 11 in Atlanta. Kaplan, you a big fan? Uh, it's my favorite news source. Big watcher. I love the, the weather girl. Eyewitness news. Excellent. She's Very, fantastic. She makes some great jokes. Banter. A- Atlanta gym owner makes no apologies for no cop sign. A shocking and vulgar sign about police officers has been posted in front of a local business in Atlanta. The sign can be seen from the street with the curse words blurred out, but the message is clear. It says, no cops allowed. I think it says, no effing cops allowed. What kind of store is it? It's a gym. Oh, right. Okay, number one, I got to say, bad for business. Aren't aren't cops the people who go to gyms the most? Yeah, they need to stay. They work out. But they have gyms at police precincts, I think. They have weights and stuff. Oh, do they? I've seen that on TV. No, and I've seen it in my local. They have weights The 109, which is my, have, my local. Prison? Prisoners are. Yeah, cops, you're right. So. Prison. And also they have them in, uh, fire, I think right. firemen just work out. Also, cops are really into CrossFit, firemen and cops. So I see that they, 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 they're, that's where they're going now. So this gym guy, he knows he's not losing a lot of business. It's a clever political but maybe, split. And yeah, gaining business from... Uh, you know, From like liberals or something, or like like, like Black Lives Matter. Like who's he trying to attract? I don't. We're not having cops. Does Atlanta in gym. have a cop crime problem? I don't know. Is that a hotbed of? Oh, I mean, oh, cops beating people or yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't like, know. Probably. I mean, it would be. A, <laughs> but it will be ironic if this place gets robbed. And there's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he better stock yeah. up on his and, gun. And if he calls a nine one one or something, the cops are going to see this and they're going to be they're going to send like the like worst cop with a beat. Sorry, we're not allowed yeah. to come. Yeah. Well, they'll send like yeah, the I'd schmuck who's like him. hired because his like uncle is lieutenant, and they'll like that'll be it. And you're there's a real like I don't know in in um, China, 
the relationship with police officers is just totally different. I don't feel like, first of all, I don't think anyone would make like a no cop sign. People don't necessarily like hate cops or love cops. I don't think they do anything. Like, I think cops are seen as largely ineffective. They're just like benign. Yeah. Mm. Right? But they don't do anything. So, well, there's never but been I don't like know. a. I mean, that's how I experience them. I don't know if that's how Chinese people experience But are there people who get treated poorly by the cops in like China, like a different. Not like, by the cops, by the street police, by like yeah. the, the Chengguan. But that's like guys, basically homeless people oh. and people selling stuff on the street. <laughs> basically, if you look like you're like a peasant, you might get some shit. I think. And if you're like trying to sell something on the street. Yeah. Right. But, like and truthfully, I mean, like, people don't really. you guys. They're a real, like, the serfs of society. I mean, yeah. I don't think people th- even think about that when they think about yeah. cops. Do yeah. you? No. It's almost like the average person in society really separates. Yeah. Wait, that's an American thing to be. I mean, to hate cops. I mean, I was on top of this trend. You know, you hated wh- cops early. Well, no, but <laughs> when I, I was, hated cops. Before this is my cops most cops like white. Well, you had a no cop my, sign my, yeah. on your backpack. Well, basically, my best white privilege story I could think of is when I was in high school and I was driving. We were in a car going down to Philly, and they. Uh, I used to call him Allentown. Later, I called him the Allentown Tyler Sparks. My friend <laughs> Troy Carlson, shout out. He just ra- we were like bu- next to a cop car. We pulled up, and he like pulls out his window and just yells. Fuck you, pigs. And then we just drive off. And the cop, they pull you over when you do that. They do? Yes. But you know what? He just made us, he just like basically gave us a talking to and a just word, made us, yeah. a, just made us apologize. Warning. And like, you yeah. know, if I was black or something, what the hell would happen to me? Yeah, you'd be in jail. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but I don't actually hate cops. I love cops. Just want to get that on record. <laughs> <laughs> I love cops and I want them to come to my home during emergencies, please. Yeah. I want them to keep Long Island City clean. The only, my only real experience in China was when like, I was like, uh, uh, the idea was the cops should have been on my side. Like, people would steal something or rob our store or rob our office, and then we'd call the cops, and they kind of just shrugged their shoulders like, eh, what do you expect us to do? We can't do anything about this. They did arrest one guy and put him in jail. Do you have to tip off? Like, if you would have given a tip to the cops or something? Not in China. I don't think that. Maybe it used to be, but. I think, yeah, maybe in some places. Because, like, in Mexico, if you get, like, pulled over, you know, if you get, like, arrested. They expect the bribe. In China, no. My. Only China cop, direct China cop experience. Two of them actually. One was I studied abroad in Beijing in 2002, and my dog died, and I was standing in the street crying, <laughs> and two p- police officers were like, "Are you okay?" So that's oh, a very that's uh, nice. white women privilege. I think that they I enjoyed say, there. Did they give you the word for beautiful young girl yeah. or what is the word? Maynu. <laughs> like, yeah. They yeah. call you Maynu. Yeah, yeah. Maynu. <laughs> they uh, offer comfort, a shoulder to cry show on. Me, yeah. I mean, like a but like a China a Beijing accent, like Marner. Yeah. But the other one. Was when I was working at Cirque, the cops would raid it every now and again. You and when you were doing a circus, a Chinese circus, yeah, another, another old podcast. Yeah, other podcast. <laughs> they would come and we'd get in big trouble for uh, one working without performer visas. So we all had to hide in the roof like Anne Frank style. <laughs> Whoa! And two, even the little people? No, no, just because the they you could fit double. Yeah, you could yeah. pose a diary while you're. No, hiding. but I would like just like they'd be like Andrew, the cops are here. Like climb the ladder. I'd be like, okay, for real? Yeah. July twelfth. I didn't have a performer visa. <laughs> Father like, says. Yeah. <laughs> I kept a long diary. Yeah. It's coming out soon. And then the other one was we would Jeez. we would dance with um, pasties because it was burlesque, which are just like little round. And yeah. so we got we they, all know pasties around. They, here. they had a big <laughs> we write, all know. you know pasties around here. Yeah. Uh, we got a big write up that was like no more coins on the nipples. Coins. Yeah, that was their translation. Like we had to wear shirts, not coins. Wow. Yeah. Oh, pasties doesn't translate. It doesn't yeah, work for that. Translate. Yeah. is like immediately confused. Coin. Big wow. coin. Yeah. yeah, that's that's totally. I went to a pasties for peace party once. It was <laughs> I'm digging myself a little here. Did it work? Obviously, uh, not. it was a bunch of girls on a rooftop in pasties. What is the 60s? What? what you yeah, they, they were raising money for like MoveOn.org to protest the Iraq War, and they thought like oh, it was oh, you are dating fantastic party. A simpler time <laughs> yes. back when all we had to worry about was uh, Iraq. MovingOn.org. Do you have any? Yeah, I was Saddam Rash. I don't know. 
move on. Yeah. <laughs> Next story. Oh, from the Shanghaiist. We're keeping Hell it in yes. China. Yeah. Everyone's favorite herbal tea brand. Everyone's favorite. Everyone's favorite. Yeah. Wang Lao Ji. Okay. Wang Lao Ji. Wang Lao Ji. <laughs> is now claiming that its extremely popular beverage can extend life of its cus- the life of its customers by 10%, a claim that many netizens find it hard to swallow. Get it? <sighs> Critics note that this claim was being based off an experiment performed on 576 rats, not human beings. Rats drink tea? (laughs) These rats do. Yeah, they're very civilized. (laughs) British rats. Thumb out. Yeah, they won't drink iced tea. They're like snobs. Pinky out, excuse me. <laughs> Meanwhile, netizens, out. what kind of Neanderthal are you? Yeah. Netizens have also pointed out that the Wang Lao Ji, the Wang Lao Ji contains quite a large amount of sugar, not a diet that is typically associated with living an extraordinarily long life. Okay, my first opinion of this is who needs the last ten percent of your life anyway? Well, it depends how long we're talking about. I mean, if it extends the middle good part. Right. I think it's since the end. Or then you don't want that. Well, yeah. if your average expectancy is like 80, Especially 10%, like 8 years, you get to 88. Tea every day. It's big. I'll take 88. 80 to 88 is not bad. 90 to 98 is not what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, that's really bad, I think. No offense. Yeah, but you know, I know old one, listeners. Yeah. But 50 to 55, you'll take that. I mean, 40, I'll take, if you get me to 44, I'll Here's take that the right question, now. Though, <laughs> is if it, like, you get cancer and you're going to die at 45, does it give you a little push to 45? That's when it's time to double down on the T. That's yeah. the 10%. Yeah. Get to Here's the, my. Is it bad that my main problem with that article is the word netizen? I know they yeah, use it a lot. I in noticed China. that too. It's, it doesn't I never make any it. sense to me. Do they it's only just citizens use, on the internet? I think it's supposed to be citizen. Wait, is that a Chinese term? It's a Chinese thing. They is say it netizens. only in China? They it say refers that? to like the people who like clamor on Weibo and WeChat. But this Shanghai is. These aren't Chinese people. They're like New York hipsters they who live in Shanghai. They still call it that. Yeah, it's terrible. But you have Except a. For, I just, there's no need for it. You, I think you're onto something though. These they need to. Andrea find... dislikes netizens more than she dislikes uh, Kim Jong Un. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, I, 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 I like, Kim more negative things. Rational. That's a good. Brave. <laughs> Great dictator. But the dictators could make claims like this about extending your life, but it's more of the quality. Like I don't yeah. want to get like I found a nose hair today. I'm like, what? What's going on? I'm 40. I yeah. want a thing that's gonna make me not age. You never had a nose hair. I before? never noticed it before. Oh. On the top of your nose? Or it, it's like coming out. I'm like, what do you do? I don't even know how to cut it. You pull it. <laughs> you, get a tweezer. Yeah. Yeah. you pull it? I, I'm terrified. You, you, you kill yourself. I yeah, I'm just going to kill myself. I'm just going to cut my nose off trying Stop to shave, drinking tea. put the razor in the tit. Have you guys ever heard of um, power balance? This same thing happened Those in America. Those like bands they put around you? There were these wristbands that Americans were wearing yeah. like 10 years ago. Yeah. And this company got, and it was supposed to extend your life. Um, and the, but it had no. So then it got such a popular. The coming back so popular. The reason why I heard about it is because they bought the Sacramento Kings Arena. They bought a bat. They like named wow. the basketball arena Power Balance Pavilion or whatever. Yeah, that was. There's your problem with the Kings. It right lasted there. for like six months, and then it came out that it was all bullshit. Like this Wang Lao G. What was the mechanism by which these wristbands were supposed to extend? They your said life? that it somehow it uh, your pulse from your from your wrist. And that was the end of it. It was like, oh, it, it, it controls your pulse, and so you live longer. And then it came out. There's I know no a science. lot of people in New York. I was. I didn't know it was a worldwide thing. A lot of people in New York were wearing them. They would like. I've more never than seen one. such a yeah. thing. It's yeah. an Ayurvedic thing that you'll have a finite number of breaths, and so people who breathe slower live longer. This is like. Mm. All right. Yeah, I'll like try that. That pulse. might affect yeah. my nose hairs. I'm in. That's yeah. why you guys couldn't resign Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> I just. I like ten percent. That's a solid claim. Like. Yeah, ten percent's good. If you said 5%, who cares? Well, it's also, <laughs> 20% yeah, it sounds yeah. unrealistic. It's also genius because you never know the counterfactual, which is like someone died at 63 and you're like, would they have died 10%? Uh, 57 and yeah, a half? Whatever that is, yeah. I mean, it depends like, no if, what the cause of death was, too. Yeah. Like they hit by a car, <laughs> and unless they were drinking the tea, and instead of, they're like, I'm not going to yeah. drink tea today, I'm going to go walk in the middle of the street, yeah. or I'm going to climb onto a building and jump. I mean, that that's can, true. Yeah. So there's a lot in statistics, a lot right? Of, yeah. Yeah, a lot Final news story of the week. 
Also from China, this story. Three in a row. All China stories. I love so it. Keeping it local. Yeah. Imagine that. China's Tiangong number one space station has been completely out of control for months now, <laughs> flying around in outer space, I assume. And space agencies from all over the world are expecting it to come, to come crashing down to Earth in early 2018. Unfortunately, nobody knows exactly when or where this massive, massive hunk of space junk will land. I like that unfortunately, it was like as if this is a positive news story, and then like, but here's <laughs> yeah. the twist. Yeah, the we Chinese got good news and bad news. Yeah. Wildly out of control. Yeah, where do you want it to land? I, I think we should. I feel like well, it could take out Rocket Man. I was gonna say, oh, one step ahead of me this. there. Or yeah. Trump, either one. Land on the North Korean palace. Yeah. Mm. Um, he, would, he would spin it. There was like a, he controlled the space station. <laughs> he brought the Chinese space station down. You're right. Like, uh, so don't. Yeah, I don't know. I feel yeah. like it could land on him. Uh, what? But what is the Chinese like? How is their their space program? We don't hear a lot about it here. The Chinese is very yeah. good. Yep. Yeah. For, they, I mean, uh, up that, until now, are they going to yeah. get to Mars? Are they gonna? Yeah. No, I'm not kidding. I think, I think they're, they're like winning the whole space war. Yeah. At the moment. We've dropped out. Are we even still what sending people? The thing to space? I find interesting is no. No, we, we we might be starting again. I think. No, we work with Russia actually because we don't have enough money to like do it on our own now. So we're actually up with the cosmonauts. Yeah, well, I'm, I, all, I have to preface this by saying that most of my knowledge of space program is books <laughs> I read to Teddy, but they're books that were like written about ten years ago. Okay. So like, it's like in 2005, a ship's going up to Pluto, and like it's telling me, <laughs> and yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what happened. Like I yeah. never learned. They, they, they it'll be, in, it'll be like in 2015, this satellite will be in this moon of Jupiter, and so it talks about in the book how we're with Russians. At least we were. I yeah. don't. I don't know. Is that well? What I read about the space program is literally what I just read. Yeah, that's the most I've read <laughs> in yeah, ten years. Yeah, I don't know much apart from. So based off that, I want. Has there been a, a female astronaut yet? No, I don't think so. That has not crashed. No, China. China. <laughs> Sorry, go on, go on. I think the one. Oh, in China, I don't know. I doubt it. Um, the one. Okay, I think top ten. You got to go number one, North Korea, where yeah. we wanted to land. Okay. On, um, I guess Putin. Oh no! Or what's, Saudi Arabia. What's his name? The Saudi Arabian Are guy. Come after us if we just keep naming these people. No, we can as long as we don't name anyone in China. Okay, we're good. Um, I don't know. What do we think about the the WikiLeaks guy? Is he still alive? I think I'm, I'm, I'm fine. He doesn't need to die. Okay, I'm gonna go. Uh, well, the WikiLeaks guy helped Trump get elected. If that changes, if oh, that sways did? your all opinion, right, yeah. He was very much. Um, he leaked all the all of Hillary's stuff. Oh right. I'm saying that like okay. this is like news breaks to. No, it's to me. Just it now. is to her because <laughs> she said she was pro. Uh, whatever. I'm, I'm too busy reading about North Korea. I don't know mm. what's going on anywhere. That's else. what I would go with, and then maybe Chapo. I guess El Chapo, whatever. If he's still out there, I don't really know. Those yeah. are my top three places where I want this asteroid to land. I'm trying to, to think land. if there's like a non-human place it could land that would be instructive. Like, is there anything that we're just sort of sick of that we want to like have go down? Like, some any rival world? events? Pick out like Mass Square Garden any or any ins rival. Any ins rival. If anyone out there is trying to make uh, Georgetown campus, LaGuardia Airport kind of sucks. You know what I mean? Like, we could just yeah. If, yeah. if it has to hit but that's somewhere, my yeah, that's in Queens. I'm not really looking for any rival owner of the I own Tron uh, coin. <laughs> Uh, Bitcoin. Many, so any rival. But well, uh, do we know it's going to cause death and destruction? Like, yeah, I mean, how big is this thing? Like, we don't really. I mean, because it could be cool. Like, Are there a the thing where you're like, oh, let's go look at the viewing of yeah, a satellite? Yeah, it's like really like, my... beautiful starry night. It's a know? space station, right? Are there other are there people in it right well, now that are just out of control, flying yeah. through <laughs> outer space? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a, be a good movie. A one Chinese day. space station being out of control in space is the least surprising thing I've ever heard. <laughs> just to be quite clear about this. Um, and I also like that they were like, this happened months ago. And, like, the article, like, no one knows about this. Well, yeah, it probably took them a long time to, like, like Houston, he, like, they're trying to communicate to... What's the Houston? Yeah. How do you say Houston? Beijing. We have a problem. Moment, yo, Wenty. Oh, yeah, Wenty! <laughs> yeah. 
They're probably still talking to Houston because Yao Ming's still there. Oh. Yeah. So right. everybody, Yao's all on top. Is Yao in charge of the space program? Um, he I should see. be. He's, he's tall Jason enough. Grady's in charge. He's <laughs> closest to space. <laughs> all right, on that we fantastic <laughs> joke, <laughs> let's yeah. get out of here. Cap, Bye. Andrea, thanks for doing it. Thanks for having me. Come back anytime. I hope the world hasn't ended. If we're still alive, Cap, what should we do? I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna go make some digital kids. <laughs> there we yeah. go. And then I'm gonna get lost. All right, get lost. I bombed Korea every night. My engine sank into the salty sky. I didn't know if I would live or die. I bombed Korea every night. I bombed Korea every night. Ah, I bombed Korea every night. Red flowers bursting down below us. Those people didn't even know us. We didn't know if live or die we didn't know if it was wrong or right i bombed korea every night and so i sit here at this bar i'm not a hero i'm not a movie star i've got my beer i've got my stories to tell Like in hell Red flowers bursting down below us ah, Those people didn't even know us We didn't know if we would live or die We didn't know if it was wrong or right We didn't know if we would live or die When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.